the element of your spirituality, your sexuality, and your self-worth. And all of those things work together and they also will work against each other if we let them. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hello there, listener. Today you are in for a treat. I sit down with Jada Dobesh, who is a spiritual healing facilitator and the creator of Sela Space in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. At Sela Space, she is offering a holistic experience for women to really tap into themselves. And from talking about their spiritual direction to incorporating Reiki to talking about sexual health and the phases of female cycles, Jada and her providers in Sela Space are really diving into the divine nature of the feminine experience. And from spiritual to physical to mental and emotional well-being supports, they offer everything a woman needs to really know that she deserves to take up space in this world for just what she wants. I learned so much in this interview, and she came at the recommendation of a couple of my really close friends, so I knew it was going to be good. But You guys, I was blown away by how we all carry so much with us as modern women and how we really need to dig in and unpack some of those things in order to realize the woman that God, creator, universe calls us to be. And whether you, like me, take away like just the tacticals of understanding the phases of a 28-day cycle, or you want to dig in more to the soul alume experience that Jada talks about near the end of the interview, I know there's going to be something here that connects with you. And uh, I'm just so, so glad that Jada made time for this to share her experience, not just in this current iteration of her career, but she also brings in the experiences of her youth ministry background, her clinical psychology background. And it really does just coalesce into this beautiful gift that she shares with us in the episode. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Jada Dobesh of Sela Space. Hey friend, I'm interrupting this episode just briefly to ask you how you're spending your summer. Ugh, summer is the best. 
warmer weather, longer days, sunshine, heading to the pool, going to watch baseball, sitting around the campfire. Gosh, summer is just so full of so many things and I love it. I'm here for summer. But as a small business owner, sometimes your summer schedule can feel a little cramped because of all the tasks that you have to do, especially your social media marketing that just never ends. Now, I don't want your summer plans to get cramped by any means. So here at MKM, we've got something to help out. Head over to mollyknuthmedia.com shop and check out our Content Confident subscription. Content Confident is a monthly subscription program that delivers a strategic content calendar direct to your inbox, along with links to trending audio on Instagram Reels, caption starters, where you literally just like fill in the blank of these captions and then copy and paste them into your posts, Canva templates that you can customize for your information and your business's branding. We've got links to example posts that you can use for inspiration. We've got trainings so that you know what's working right now on social media. And the best part, it's more efficient. It's less stressful. And you can plug and play and get back to your summer plans. It's only $27 a month, my friend, to get started. So head over to mollyknuthmedia.com shop to check out Content Confident for yourself. And while you're there, also check into the annual subscription that gives you the rest of 2023 membership for one convenient price. That's mollyknuthmedia.com shop and check out Content Confident for the summer of your dreams. Jada, thank you so much. I'm so excited to welcome you to the Found Podcast this morning. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I know, like selfishly, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I already told you, like we have mutual friends. And so I'm like, if if they recommend you, I got to get you on here. And then secondly, your subject matter and talking about how women can really step into their natural tendencies, their natural cycles, and use it for empowerment. Like, I am just here for this conversation today. And I thank you so much for sharing all that you're about to share with us. Of course. I, reading your like prep questions, I was like, oh my gosh, she actually gets it. Like, your questions were so thoughtful and like the right questions. So I'm actually so excited about this. Wonderful. And I know I put it in the email too. I'm like, I know I'm going to have more questions than we have time for. So I'm just going to get right into it. But before I start asking the million questions that I have, why don't I turn it over to you and I'll let you do a little introduction. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're located and what you do to help women. Okay. So I am Jada Dobash. I'm the owner of Sailor Space in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a holistic wellness cooperative. Um, we are a cooperative in culture, the like back end business version of things. I'm a glorified landlord, so <laughs> we we cooperate. Uh, the providers and I cooperate in culture and in the way that we uh, care for our clients. But at the end of the day, I I kind of just rent out the rooms and. <laughs> Um, that's worked really well, but I really have not figured out the perfect way to describe what I do because it's really nuanced. 
Um, but the way that I describe it right now is I'm a spiritual healing facilitator. What that means, I have a background in, I have a certification in spiritual direction. I went to seminary. I have a master's in Christian leadership, whatever that means. And I'm also certified as a Reiki practitioner and have a psych background as well. And so all of those things kind of conjoin to create this healing space for women that allows for a really deep and profound healing, but also a really practical healing that helps us to move forward. And um, I do that by focusing on three main topics and ideas, um, the element of your spirituality, your sexuality, and your self-worth. And all of those things work together, and they also will work against each other if we let them. Um, and I think our culture has really set us up for those things to not go together. So a lot of what I do is help to unlearn a lot of societal beliefs and expectations. Like, for example, the idea that you can't relax unless the kitchen countertop is cleaned off. That's not true. That's made up. That's made up. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so we talk about those sorts of things. I do a lot of uh, mother wound work, womb healing, um, balancing the masculine and feminine energies, and then a lot of cycle work. So working with your menstrual cycle and combining all of that into your your spirituality and your faith and and helping you to feel like you are worthy of the life that you want, the spirituality that you want, the relationship with God that you want, all of those things. And I get to do that alongside of practitioners now um, and providers who are doing incredible things to help in different areas of your life as well. So it's really become such a well-rounded place to receive healing and to grow into that person that you really are designed to be. I think this is so fascinating because the background that you have in regards to your spirituality training, your psych background, your mm -hmm. Reiki training, like, like you said, it all comes together. They all have these similarities but sometimes they can be kind of like in the societal space, like we can have some like resistance that those things do not mesh. And so I we're going to dig into that a little bit more later, but can you just walk me through like, what was it that brought you into each of these fields of study? And like, what was the impetus, if you will? like to enter into these various areas? Yeah, um, I have divorced parents. And so my plan for life was to be a family and marriage therapist. So I went to University of Sioux Falls with the intention of, you know, getting my undergrad in psychology, sociology, and then moving to North Carolina and going to grad school there somewhere so I could have a Nicholas Sparks life um, <laughs> and like, you know, do yoga out on the beach and have a dog and meet some great guy or something. And mm -hmm. um, my first week on campus, I was taking a, one of the generals in a liberal arts Christian university is intro to the Bible. And my professor, Dr. Greg, was talking to some football player about football-y things and I was um, in my own little world, like color coordinating my planner or something, just minding my own business incredibly early to class. And 
Dr. Greg looks at me, stops mid-sentence with this football player guy and goes, Jada, what's your major? And I said, psych And he said, you should do youth ministry. And then went back to his conversation like it was no big deal. <laughs> so I... I think it was like within a week, went down to the registrar's office and changed my sociology second major to um, to theology youth ministry. And I was a youth pastor by the time I was a junior in college. Um, my I was doing an internship and the the youth pastor left and they said, can you just fill in for a little while? And then they didn't look for anybody. And <laughs> So I was I was in my career as a junior and the the burnout statistics of youth ministry are just atrocious. So there was a like an 18 months is the average that you'll be at a, any given church and 4 years is the average length of time that you'll be a youth director or a youth pastor. And I was like, well that's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I you know, and I'm hell bent on being this great youth pastor. And by the time I was out of college and we got, we graduated on a Sunday, got married on a Saturday. I started full-time at the church the following week. It was kind of a roller coaster, but by the end of, or by the end of that summer, I was enrolled in seminary. Like it was just kind of this, like, this is what we're doing next. I'm going to do seminary so I can um, add spiritual direction because what I had found was I love youth ministry. I really do. But what I loved most about youth ministry was the moms. And they would come into my office and break down about stuff going on in their life. And um, that was what really fueled my fire. And so I was just gonna, I was gonna keep doing youth ministry because I'm gonna beat the burnout. But I'm also going to become a spiritual director. Um, And at that time, I had been seeing a spiritual director for a few years. um, And I had found that I could talk to my spiritual director about God. And I could talk to my therapist about my sex life. But I couldn't talk to either of them about the other thing. Mm -hmm. And that just drove me crazy because it felt so inefficient. And so I also had a, I became pregnant with my daughter that fall and uh, had a pretty high risk pregnancy. Um, I have an autoimmune condition. So I was struggling with my health and I was struggling with all of this stuff. And I could only talk to certain people about certain things. And I was just like, this is not, this is not going to work. Ended up leaving youth ministry because the idea of going on a mission trip nine months pregnant, like was not gonna, it was not gonna fly, um, especially high risk. And it was just like, God was pushing me out of youth ministry. And so somehow it came to be that like, wouldn't it be better if somebody could come see one person to heal some things? And then if I need something, like if you were to need something else, that person is right next door and they could talk to each other about what's going on and you wouldn't have to start over with every single person. And um, so Sela space was kind of born out of that. Sela is the Hebrew word you find in some of the Psalms and it means to 
it's loosely translated. We don't have a direct translation, but it means to like stop and think about what was just sang, sung, what what the lyrics just said, and to like take that in, rest, breathe into it. And so that's what we're doing here. And it's just kind of evolved from there. And it opened, we opened in a pandemic. We opened in October or November of 2020. I had my son in October of 2020. <laughs> and he was with me for six months and did all of my sessions with me. And then we got him into daycare and it's just been kind of a wild ride. Oh my gosh. I, okay. So many things I want to unpack yeah. there, but yeah. yes, that opening in the pandemic, mm-hmm. having a baby, getting yeah. all of the, all of the things that come along with becoming a new mom, mm-hmm. regardless of if it's your first, your second, your third, mm-hmm. there's still that transition period. But that was a lot to experience in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. And mm-hmm. this wasn't on the prep sheet. But I know that I've felt it. And in a lot of conversations in the last, particularly the last year, when I'm speaking with women, there is this collective feeling of, yeah, we have experienced some stuff and we may have been able to make it through a majority of 2020, 2021, 2022, purely on adrenaline, purely on like I got to get it done this. But now that we're kind of in the 22, 2023 phase, so many women are taking that moment to be like, I need a pause. I need a break. I need to digest what has happened to me and to all of us. And I need to like kind of reassess. Like, I know you deal with women. So on a personal level and in what you're seeing in your spaces, Like, are you experiencing that same feeling among the women that you are interacting with on a daily basis? Um, the answer to this is yes and no. Okay, Uh, perfect. And here's why. So everything that I went through in 2020 and 2021, I am paying for now. And so working on a lot of health stuff, I've started seeing, um, right next door to me behind this wall is. Marissa Warnhoff, who's a pelvic floor therapist. Everybody needs to see a pelvic floor therapist. Oh my God. But doing a lot of work with that, doing a lot of work with functional medicine, healing my hormones, those sorts of things, because nobody really tells you that like the second baby is double the damage on your body because you, you feel so like used to it, right? Like you, you think that it's easier the second time and it's actually twice as hard on your body. And so doing all of that in a pandemic, getting Sailor Space up and running, going through all the shifts. We went through so many shifts right away and like all sorts of challenges there. But like doing all of that all at once and then you finally get done and you're like, okay, okay, that like, it's it's fine. We made it, let's keep going. Um, and so there's almost this, this um, addiction to chaos Ooh, and this, um, like we, you know, I thrive on chaos. That's just my normal and that's comfortable. At least I'm never bored. I, I can never sit still. It's that kind of mentality that I see a lot. Um, and this goes back to my favorite kind of people to work with are the women that are technically fine. Everything's technically fine. I'm making it through. I sleep. Okay. Like 
everything's technically fine. And when you're addicted to chaos, when you have to have stimulation and things going on and you're always adding to your plate, one thing comes off, two things come on, you are technically fine. You are. Mm -hmm. But is that how you want to live? Do you want to be technically fine? And so we we do a lot of work in here of like, okay, you're going to have to learn to be bored. And boredom is actually a mother wound, uh, which is a really fun thing to learn. <laughs> but but there, do you want me to explain that? I should explain that. Go um, into that. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I love this. So so mother wounds uh, show up so much more than we realize. I used to think that I was a girl with daddy issues. Nope, I have mommy issues. It's most most issues are from moms, and every mom I know hears me say this and goes, "Oh my gosh, how do I not destroy my kids?" you will mess up your kids um, and that's okay. Be supportive of their therapy journey. But it's important to know that like our role as mothers is so profound. It has so much of an impact. Everything we do has an impact on our children. And so you need to hear this as a daughter, not a mother. But so many mother wounds are coming up. For people. And the biggest one I see is this inability to be bored. And what this comes from is, could your mom just sit with you? Mm. If you think back, actually, if you, Molly, would you close your eyes? And I want you to like visualize your mom for a second, wherever she's at. Is she looking at you? Mm. I would say like when I was younger, my mom was very present with me. Yeah, that's great. And and so, and she was like, she was a stay at home mom and she could, she could do that. And I was an only child until I was six. Okay. And then as is, you know, then Mm -hmm. she, uh, she became a part-time employee. We had, Mm -hmm. I had siblings, you know, and then time got divided. And so- Yeah, but I would say I was really lucky and I did have a very present mother. That's so great. So many women, if they close their eyes and think of their mom, she's doing dishes or cooking or folding laundry or, you know, doing something and not looking at them when you're visualizing her, like when you're thinking about your mom. And that's because that's what you were used to. I adore my mom. But this is what happened. And this is of no fault to her. And I noticed that I do it too sometimes. I'll be sitting on the couch and a kid will come up and sit next to me and I will get up. And it's not because I don't want to sit with them. It's because it like snapped me out of whatever I was thinking of. And I remembered I have to go change the laundry or I remembered I have to go do these things. And so I get up. What that actually is teaching the child is it's really, it's, it's not comfortable for me to sit with you. And I know that sounds like so traumatic, but if your mom couldn't just sit next to you, you don't learn that like my mom's a busybody. You learn I'm not worth sitting with. So now as an adult, you try to meditate. There's no way in hell. That's why you get up and do laundry instead, or you remember those six things you were going to take care of for work. And, oh yeah, that email, I need to get back to them. It's because that sitting with yourself, that that's so uncomfortable for you. You never experienced it. 
And so I try very hard to remember to like, yes, the kid got on the couch and it reminded me to get up. I need to sit here for a few minutes because I I remember that feeling of like, okay, I guess I'll go do something else too. That is so profound. And I know like I've caught myself doing a lot of these things. Like, and I, I feel that in the modern era, now that we have phones and watches and things attached to us at all times, mm-hmm. that's obviously a big divide that can, I'm sure it will impact our kids down mm-hmm. the road. But I also have caught myself saying things like, if they ask me to read them a book or come play catch mm-hmm. or something, I'm like, okay, after I fill in the blank. Yep. And at one point I I thought to myself, I'm like, if I keep saying that, it's going to tell them that like, they're not important for me to stop doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. I have to get these other things done first. And I'm still not great at it, but I know like last night at bedtime, my son was like, can you please just read me this book before you go out of the room? And I, like you were talking about, I had dishes to get done. I had two other kids on the couch watching yeah. a movie. They were waiting for me. And I could have said like, not tonight, buddy, or, you know, I could have pushed it off, but I said, yeah. And mostly if I'm being totally honest, it's because I heard my husband read him a book last week. And I was like, that was really cool of him. I should do that. <laughs> so that's probably why I really did it. But I was like, yeah. you know, he's, those are the things that are important. And I'm so happy that you went in this direction to talk yeah. about these mother wounds, because that's the important things that we need to hear as women. Right. And it's so important to know too, like, that's not a bad mom. It's not that like you've done something terrible if you can't, if you haven't been sitting on the couch with them or whatever. It's just like your mom, my mom, they were busy. Um, They got busy. And of course they were busy. They're, you know, the head of the household more more than likely. Everything falls on them, all of that. And so there's nothing malicious. There's nothing intended. But at the same time, it does leave an impact. And so bringing awareness to your experience with your childhood helps to understand why is it so hard for me to meditate? Why is it so hard for me to sit still? Why can't I just rest? Why can't I get off the like hamster wheel of life? Mm. This is so good already. Friend, let's talk for a second about your marketing. If you, like me, know that social media is important to your marketing, but you also don't want to have to post every day, I know, I know, I'm a social media marketer and I'm even saying that, but you want to have something that's a little bit more dependable, a little more structured, and something that isn't dependent on an algorithm to get seen. My friend, maybe it's time to check out email marketing and more specifically, it might be time to check out Flowdesk. Now, friends, I've been in business for multiple years, and in the beginning, I wanted to do email marketing myself. And I tried other email service platforms. I've tried the MailChimp. I've tried the Constant Contact. And you guys, if I'm being like plain and simple, I could just never get them to work. They either didn't deliver or they looked like something I just didn't want to put my name on. They just weren't pretty. And I kid you not, 
When I was recommended to Flowdesk by a friend, I cried real tears when it took me less than 30 minutes to set up and send my first email. And not only did it actually send, it looked like my brand and my business. Now, when you sign up for Flowdesk, not only do you get access to gorgeous email templates, you also get access to setting up landing pages. You get access to workflows, you know, like those welcome sequences where you get one email after another after another automatically. You also get access to their beta checkouts program, which takes out the need to have a third-party purchasing platform like a Shopify. You can keep it all through Flowdesk. If this sounds intriguing to you and you have been looking for the soulmate match of email service providers for your business, I highly recommend checking out Flowdesk. Head over to flowdesk.com, that's F-L-O-D-E-S-K.com, or head to the show notes and click my exclusive link so that you can save 50% on your subscription. That's flowdesk.com for all of your email marketing needs. Okay, so I love that we're talking about this. And there's so much that you offer at Sela, you and the other providers and practitioners that we could dive into. And this mother wound concept is just one of them. Mm-hmm. And I know that longtime listeners of the podcast will know mm-hmm. this, but like, For a long time, I was operating out of this like go, 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 really masculine energy. And like last year was kind of an awakening where I really did dig into the feminine side of things and starting to open up to intuition. And in your story about following God's calling and taking these different opportunities as they were presented to you. I hear a lot of that intuition or God's God winks, whatever people want to call them, but that feminine energy that's like, it's not always the go, go, go. Sometimes it's the leaning in and it's the like slowing down and it's the receiving instead of the pushing. Mm -hmm. And in that feminine energy space, I've noticed too, and maybe it's just because I'm into it, I've been following more people online and reading more articles about it and things like that. But I really do feel like there's a renewed interest in this feminine energy study, in this feminine energy practice. Are you seeing that in Sela? And are you experiencing that in online spaces as well? Oh, yes. I mean, there there's kind of a period revolution happening with- yes all the different products changing. Um, and thank goodness, like we, we needed it. It was this time. Was great. It was time. Um, so I think that that's actually where a lot of this is coming from is like, okay, something in our, in the way that we're managing our periods is crap and we need to do something different. And, and that difference is really, yes, there's, you know, a lot of people switching to discs and cups and period underwear instead of, you know, toxic tampons and those kinds of things. And that's all great. But what else is happening is education. We are finally actually learning about our cycle. We are finally actually coming to understand what's happening with our hormones. 
what our birth control has been doing to us, all of those kinds of things. And that information has so empowered and um, enraged, frankly, the women that come to see me that it's like, I, I need something else and I need it happening now. And I'm so sick of, you know, mom rage and being tired at four o'clock in the afternoon. And the idea of making it from that, like, time to get home, make dinner, bath, bedtime, that's, I'm a terrible person at that time of day. Well, yeah, your adrenals are fried. That's what's happening. And so like moving into healing that, and what does it look like to take a step back? What does it look like to um, really navigate a partnership with your significant other rather than just, it's fine. It's easier if I do it myself, I'll just handle it. Like I do it better, whatever, really kind of this, asking our spouses to step up. And I do think that we've taken it a bit far, but that's a conversation for a different time. We are as women going, there is a better way to do this. And I really believe that that's moving from a 24 hour clock to 28 day clock. Mm, Let's dig into that. Mm -hmm. So as you alluded to, and as we talked about, like this masculine energy concept was really built with um, no shock, men in mind on the 24 hour cycle. That's why we have like, that's why we have all the societal structures that we do, but females don't naturally operate on that 24 hour cycle. As you said, we follow more of that 28 day and knowing these phases of the cycle in particular is so helpful. It's not just you're on your period or you're not on your period. There are various phases of your cycle. Can you, Jada, walk us through what are those phases? And can we also maybe like just quickly highlight how Mm -hmm. can the listeners who are business owners Mm -hmm. use these particular phases to their advantage for business as well? Yes, I love this. So first thing you got to know is that actually we as women of childbearing age, so if you menstruate, you actually run on two clocks. Um, And so you are running on a 24-hour rhythm. That's your circadian rhythm, right? This is where cortisol turns on and turns off and gets you out of bed and you get tired in the afternoon. That is your circadian rhythm. And every human runs on that. But we also, when we are of childbearing age and longer, if you choose, um, I have also seen that like my four-year-old daughter runs on a bit of a hormonal rhythm of 28 days as well. That's because of me, right? She's mirroring me. She's she's picking up on my subtleties uh, and not so subtleties. And she, so so generally speaking, women, and there is an unreasonable number of women without uteruses right now. And that's infuriating, but very common to um, have significant period problems and be done with babies. And so we'll get rid of your uterus and you still cycle is my point in that. So you're still Mm -hmm. running on this rhythm and this rhythm uh, lasts between it's the average is 28 days. If you're a little short, if you're a little long, that's great and good. So 28 days, the first phase of your cycle. Now, if you go to the doctor, you go to your annual exam, the question will be, when was the first day of your last period? And we track this as day one of our cycle. 
your period is not actually the first phase of your cycle. It's just all that anybody expected women to pay attention to. So the real first phase of your cycle comes right after your bleed, and it's called the follicular phase. The follicular phase mirrors spring. Um, so all of these phases mirror the seasons of mother nature, right? So spring, um, the follicular phase lasts seven to 10 days. It is also the crescent, uh, sorry, the waxing moon. Um, if you are paying attention to the moon cycle, and how you feel in this time is very like flirty and young. Anything is possible. This is a great dreaming up ideas, making plans phase of your cycle. So in work, uh, you, you might be feeling like this is the perfect time to jot down all of the ideas. This is not the time to execute ideas. Okay. That's something where we get frustrated with ourselves. Um, because you are also probably heavily caffeinated. Um, so your anxiety is probably quite high during your follicular phase. And you're going to feel a little bit flighty and distracted. So this is not a great time to try to execute plans. This is a great time to make plans. Dream about ideas. Look, maybe look over. No, don't look over the numbers. Don't look over numbers. Don't look over don't try to stay away from your computer if that's possible. Honestly, this is a great time to rearrange furniture or organize things or um, networking events, those kinds of things. Uh, this is this is the time to like have meetings, uh, do that sort of thing. Then you move into ovulation. Ovulation is three to five days. It's like summer and it's like the full moon. This phase is where you are your most communicative and the most articulate. You're also going to be the most charismatic at this time because your body's trying to get you pregnant. So you're pretty wooey in this time. So this is where you're making pitches. This is where this is an even better time to network um, or have those meetings. It's a great time to fire people. If you have to fire people, it's a great time to interview for jobs, if you are interviewing, all of those things, this is the time that you're going to want to do that. It's also a great time to write if you're doing social media um, planning. Batch your content now because you are going to sound brilliant. And then you move into luteal, which is like autumn. And if your autumn is anything like it is here, you kind of have that Indian summer, crazy hot and crazy dry, and then you go into fall. Uh -huh. uh, luteal is kind of similar in that sense. So luteal is almost broken down into two separate phases. The first phase of luteal, you are killing it. You are so focused. This is when you get stuff done. This is when you execute. This is when you finish projects. It's similar to that phase of pregnancy where you're like, we have to wash all the walls and also <laughs> the outside, like the gutters need to be like, and let's you're vacuum just, cabinets. Let's vacuum cabinets. <laughs> this is that part of the phase. Um, and so this is when you really want to hammer everything out, get everything done that you possibly can. Um, second half of luteal, this is where you're going to feel the most symptoms if you are having some hormonal imbalances. So this is where we want to watch. This is where you're going to feel rage. This is the classic PMS symptoms. There are hundreds of PMS symptoms, by the way. It's kind of this 
like dumping ground. Um, but if you're feeling kind of ragey, if you're feeling kind of crazy, depressed, anxious, those kinds of things, you're going to feel it in this phase. But it's 10 to 14 days long, the luteal phase is. So this is a long one. If you are having troubles with your hormones, with your cycle, this is going to feel too long. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is going to this is going to be the part where you're like, I just don't understand. And so we really want to watch how we're feeling in this phase. Um, that's a great indicator of your health overall. But yes, this is where a to-do list makes a lot of sense. Long to-do list, more than three things. All of the, like, just let your list making fly. Let it happen. Hammer it out. Get it done. And then you go into menstrual. And the menstrual phase is, uh, depending on who you ask, um, an average of three to seven days long. This is winter. This is the new moon. And this is the time where I always joke, but I'm also very serious. Like, don't work if you can. Uh, we're talking to mostly business owners here. You get to make up the rules. And I know that you think that you have to work all of the time. No, you don't. But you also don't have to not work Fridays. You don't have to you don't have to have that weekly schedule that you think that you do. That's masculine. So if you can take the three or four days of your um, heavy bleeding, those those two heavy days of your bleed at least off, do it or work from bed. Do mm -hmm. it. Um, this is also a great time to be really reflective. What's going right? What's going wrong? It, is this the career that I want long-term? Am I happy? Is this good and right? And I know that you were taught that you're the most irrational during your bleed. This is a lie. The corpus callosum, the, the material in between the right and left side of your brain is actually bigger during your bleed. It expands. That means your right and left hemispheres are communicating more clearly. So your body mind and your logic mind they are communicating the most clearly during your bleed. This is also often when you're the most mad at the world. And we have been taught that that's just because you're hormonal. Nope, it's because you're done with BS behavior. So something's got to change. You're happy and it's summer when you're ovulating. Nothing bothers you then. That's when you're not rational. Yeah, rose-colored glasses on. This is the time where you need to really come to terms with things that aren't working for you. And you don't have to act at this time, but make a decision during this time. You know, if you're sick of uh, your diet or you're sick of, you know, not exercising, you're, you need to change your routine. That next phase of follicular, when everything is possible and you're up for trying anything, that's when you try new things. But you're not going to want to try new things during your bleed, but you are going to be fed up with things during your bleed. So use that time to journal, to reflect, figure out what's working well, what's not. This is also a great time to delete all of the down, sort through all the download files you have on your computer that you never do. Go through those, clean out your inbox, do that kind of thoughtless work during this phase if you have to work. Oh my gosh, this is like mind boggling to me because, <laughs> oh my gosh, I know that growing up, I grew up, so I'm 35. Yeah. So in the nineties and 
Yeah. It was late nineties when I was learning originally about all of this, you know, your body is changing. And I largely attribute a lot of what I know or knew at the time to the American girl, like the care and keeping of you. Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. And obviously like we had a health discussion at school and like my mom was there to answer questions if I had them, but it wasn't like freely openly talked about at home. You know, what do you ask? Like when, when it's like, you can ask me anything. Okay. Where do I start? (laughs) I have all the questions. And so, (laughs) but like, you're right. It was mostly just an education of here's your body. Here's what your body is changing into. This is why it's doing that to carry babies, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was very much the education of you're on your period, you're bleeding or you're not. And these are the symptoms, the PMS symptoms, but never was it discussed in these phases. And I so appreciate you not just educating us on the various phases, but also how we can use them. Because even as you were, and I'm sure this was just a skimming the surface, Oh yeah. but even in what you shared, like I could totally see even in the last few weeks. Oh, I know exactly where I am. And not just because I know when my last period came, but it was also because like, oh, yep, yesterday was hard to do anything or like, I don't know. It just, it makes so much sense. And thank you. And so again, I know this was just a skimming. And if anybody listening is like, they want to dig in more, I know that you do have resources. So this might be a good time to just like, let us know what, if somebody wants to know more about this in particular. What are some of the services you offer? Yes. So um, I do individual sessions and we can talk about anything you want in those individual sessions. They are called spiritual healing sessions. So that's what you want. It actually says on there, this is what you want. So you'll find it very easily on my website. But I also offer a program called Menstrual Mystics. We're in session right now, but we spend six months virtually um, healing a different phase of your cycle. So it's six months long because first of all, it's a lot of information. And something I know that women do is like, I'm going to gobble up all of this information and then change my whole life right now. And then we fall off because it's too much. So we do one thing at a time, one thing per cycle for six months. Um, and I have different providers come in and educate on different things. So you've got a functional med talking about hormone health. You've got a nutritionist or a nutritionist uh, talking about how to nourish your body as an adult woman in each phase of your cycle. You need different nutrients in each phase um, to support those hormones. She helps with that. I've got pelvic floor therapy. I've got exercise for your cycle. Um, most women should not be working out more than 30 minutes at a time because otherwise your adrenals and your estrogen will fight each other to try and, and keep you safe. And then you'll actually put on weight in your low gut because the estrogen's like, oh my gosh, we must be in survival mode. Let me store some things. Oh my um, gosh. Mm-hmm. Now, if your hormones are great, you can work out endlessly. Great. Good for you. Uh, most women I know don't have that. so. 30 minutes is what's recommended, actually. Um, You can barely find a fitness class that's less than 45 minutes. So it's having the guts to be like, actually, I'm going to duck out early. Thank you so much. Or just resting those last 15. Um, But I'm so, so serious about that. (laughs) But yeah, we just we talk about all these different elements. We talk about motherhood. We talk about stress. 
um, on the body and those sorts of things. So we do one per cycle and that's called Menstrual Mystics. We'll be opening that up again um, July or August. And so that'll be available soonish. And then every once in a while, I teach a class called Girl Talk where we we teach you what you should have learned in seventh grade. Mm, that would have been helpful for me instead yeah. of the American Girl. Not instead of, but in addition to the American yes. Girl book. Yes. Yep. Oh, and I know somebody like firsthand. Yes. That is in your Minstrel Mystics course right now. And she was the one that said, you need to have Jada on the podcast because this is changing my life. She is a mom of three. She is a business owner and she swears by your Minstrel Mystics class. So you are doing some important work, Jada. Thank you. I know we're getting close on time already, but I know when you were talking through the various phases, there were a couple of different things you brought up in particular to like caffeine, and how that can affect your cycle. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners are drinking their morning coffee right now, or maybe they're having that mid-afternoon pick me up. And so how does caffeine affect this? And I know you mentioned earlier in our discussion, things about like birth control. Are there Mm -hmm. other things that that we ingest or other things environmentally that are affecting our cycles as well? Yes. So first of all, there's synthetic estrogen in almost everything you can imagine. It's in our cleaning products. It's in our personal care products. It's in our Tupperware. It's in a lot of our foods. Um, And so there are so many easy switches you can make to make sure that you're not adding more estrogen in because that's why male fertility is down so low, like 60% in the last 50 years or less. Um, That's also why your daughters are getting their periods younger and younger is because of all this synthetic estrogen. And that actually increases risk of a lot of disease. And so the more you can eliminate toxins, that synthetic estrogen, the better. Um, But caffeine, caffeine is medicine. I will not ever tell you to quit drinking coffee. Here's what I will tell you. This is my because I have to have a special drink. I have to treat myself. I'm an Enneagram too. In order for me to do anything, there has to be a treat. Um, So here are my treat beverages for each phase of your cycle. In your follicular phase, you want to be drinking either an iced tea or a kombucha, because in the follicular phase, we are taking care of our gut health. In our ovulation phase, this is your caffeine time. I know that you're going to be disappointed because it's only three to five days. You can do a whole week of caffeinated coffee, okay? And then in luteal, we want to be drinking tea, particularly like a peppermint or a stomach ease, those kinds of things, because your luteal phase is when everything slows down because progesterone goes up. So your Uh, digestive system slows down, your immune system slows down, all of those things. Uh, So we want to be supporting the body in that. So you're not constipated, you're not as anxious, all of those things. And then in the menstrual phase, decaf coffee is your go-to. Find a good decaf. This is blowing my mind. This is so, so impactful. Mm-hmm. Oh this my gosh. It's going to be so supportive to your adrenal function, to your ability to beat burnout. Burnout has gotten so high since, you know, before 2020, 
but definitely after 2020, mm -hmm. it's now a medical diagnosis. You can go into acute care and they'll diagnose you with burnout. It's not just a psych thing. So we want to really be supporting your adrenals. And that means not relying so heavily on caffeine. And this is where leaning into your circadian rhythm will help too. So when the sun is rising is when you want to get up, go for a walk first thing in the morning or sit in front of the window where the sun is rising, get that vitamin D, have your eyes stimulated by the sun. Even when you're driving to work, don't block the sun unless you, you know, unless you're dying, you're going to crash the car. Um, but try to get that sunlight first thing in the morning. That's going to help. And you probably won't need as much caffeine. Um, and you have to eat breakfast an hour after waking up or less. So sooner than an hour before waking up, otherwise your body will think it's starving and it will slowly like ask you to lay down. Wow. <laughs> you want to energize with food, lots of protein uh, and the sunlight. And then over lunch, you want to go for a walk or move your body, do some squats, a wall sit, something to get your butt blood pumping, then you won't hit so much of a slump. And make sure you're eating enough protein at lunch too. Women do not nourish their bodies as an adult woman. Feed your womanly body. So much protein. Oh my gosh. That was something I did. I need to connect you with my friend yeah. Erica. Um, but I learned about protein mm -hmm. in one of her programs for yeah. um primarily for like toning and weight loss yeah. was what I joined that for. But yeah my biggest takeaway was how dramatically undernourished I was in protein. Yes. It was, it's just, it's one of those things that if you aren't conscious of it, you are not going to get enough. And I even thought I was consuming high protein because I was looking at those little marketing stickers that are on the peanuts jar. I thought peanut mm -hmm. butter was the best protein I could get. Yeah. And there, there's just so much to learn in regards to your diet. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Jada, we could talk forever, but we're getting close on time. And there was one more thing I wanted to talk about as I was preparing for our interview. One thing that really hit me from your site was your program. Well, clarify if I'm using the wrong terminology, but soul Illume. And I was really pulled in by the line. You're supposed to take up space to live your spirit led life by listening closely to your intuition and honoring its call. And I felt like this was something that so many of us women, we can really, that sense of intuition that we have, we can push it to the back burner because something else needs our attention. And I feel like everything, that's kind of been a through line of all the things that we've talked about today, like the mother wounds, the not paying close attention to our cycles, things like that. It's because we're like, not making the space for ourselves. We're saying we can diminish ourselves because other things need to take precedent. Mm -hmm. And so with Soul Illume, when I was reading through that, I was like, this is such a gift to the women who you are called to serve. So can you tell us a little bit more about Soul Illume, what it is and how you are helping women through that offer? Yes. So Soul Loom is my... Um, oh, sorry. I was pronouncing Oh, it you're fine. You said it so beautifully. I kind of want to change it. Um, <laughs> Soul Loom is, is like my love note to every woman ever. Um, it's really um, combining all of the best things. I think that 
I do at Sailor Space into a program. So you're going to get the way that it's structured is um, you get a monthly session with me, which is pretty standard. People see me about once a month. So we do an individual session, but then we also meet in a group of about five, usually twice a month for 90 minutes with the goal of learning from each other and, and listening to one another. Um, it's called holy listening, spiritual direction, group spiritual direction. It's different than, you know, meeting with your girlfriends and having advice and insight and, you know, strong opinions that we have. It's about really holding space for each other. Um, but this is where, again, we're focusing on those three things, your uh, spirituality, your sexuality, and your self-worth. Um, and I mean spirituality really holistically. Um, so we're confronting what is the difference between church and God and uh, what are you needing to cultivate in order to have an actual relationship with God, heal that relationship. I work with so many women who were raised Catholic and are wrestling with if that's still right for them. How do I, you know, balance that with my feminist ideals and all of those kinds of things. Um, so really leaning into, okay, I understand that my problem is with the church, not with God. So how do I reconcile all of that? Um, but then how do I also take care of myself? We, we have a weekly spiritual practice to try. And I define a spiritual practice as uh, you and God coming together to take care of you in an intentional way. Um, and so this is self-care on steroids. And we're trying some different things. You leave with 24 new practices that you can utilize anytime you want. Again, we're doing a six-month program here. Um, and then spirituality or sexuality is the next part. And this is also really holistic. Uh, we're talking about your cycle. We're talking about your inner mother. We're talking about your inner child. We're talking about uh, what it means to lean into your feminine energy, the dark night of the feminine, all of these different concepts of really healing who you are in your female body and like how that was so uniquely designed and how that's such an important piece of who you are and who you were created to be. And then the last section is about understanding your self-worth, your authority and autonomy over your own life. And we end with a Reiki attunement so that you can feel empowered to um, practice healing on your own. And we do all of that as a group and individually. And it's just been such a beautiful process of watching women like bloom into who they were made to be without fear of offending somebody without fear of taking up too much space without um, putting everybody else first, because really, you know, we hear it all the time. You can't pour from an empty cup. I'm more worried about you having a full cup. I don't care what you do with it. Once it's full, let's, let's fill it. And I like to think of your cup as more of a champagne fountain. I want you pouring from the top and like everybody gets some, mm -hmm. um, but so we we just really dive deep into these three areas, and it's been so profound. We just started on Wednesday this week, um, the third round, and it's just been so beautiful. Jada, if there's a listener out there and she feels really called to connect with you, where are some places she can go to do that? Yeah, Come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm usually there a lot. 
Um, if you want to explore what it would look like for you to um, experience healing at Sailor Space, I do a wellness consult. Um, that's $50. And if you end up choosing to uh, take part in some services here, you actually get that $50 back. Um, so it's pretty low, um, low effort, low investment to see if this is right for you. Um, you'll do that call with me. We go over the 10 areas of wellness. I think it's 11 now. I keep adding to them. Um, but you rate those on a scale of one to 10, how you're feeling about them. And I ask you what kind of miracle you want. And then we figure out the best way for you to get that miracle. Oh, I love that. Well, Jada, this has been such a fast time. Mm -hmm. um, if you have one more minute, yeah. we end every interview with what we call the small talk round. It's just really quick hitting questions. I did not send to you ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you game? I'm game. All right. Question number one. Let's say you are at Sela. What are two things like you're in your space? Yeah. What are the two things that are always within arm's reach of you? Uh, fun beverage and my uh, cycle blends, my essential oil blends that I created Ooh. for each phase of your cycle. Yeah. Interesting. And I know you have more information yeah. on this too. So we can, we'll put some information in the show notes. So it's just a click away for listeners. All right. Question number two. Oh, what do I want to ask? What is something that you are looking at the rest of 2023? Mm -hmm. And what is a miracle that you are hoping to bring to fruition before the end of the year? Yeah, we are in the process of um, expanding and creating, uh, taking over the other half of our building. And so I would love to see that happen this year. Um, and we'd be adding four more offices and providers and a studio space for classes. Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Last question. If you could like send one like phrase or one feeling to the woman who is listening to this interview for her to take forward with her in the rest of her day. What is the one thing you would tell her? You are safe and you are loved and you are worthy of a joyful life. I think that's beautiful. Jada Dobesh, this has been such an honor to have you on the podcast today and I thank you for so generously sharing with us. Well, Molly, thanks so much for having me. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.